everyone and welcome back to another episode of dating will be the death of me so i hope you have gotten a chance to listen to my season four premiere that i put out last week which was called 12 months of dating and basically i just took some time to look back at my year of dating slash flings and take one experience from each month and just kind of talk a little bit about it and honestly it was like it was funny to go back and look through the year or yeah the year um and all those those dates that i went on but it's just interesting now being at the end of the year and really just kind of reconsidering the time that i spent maybe with people that didn't deserve the time and one of one of these people is the focus of today's episode. I'm going to give you the update that I promised on our friend, The Ghoster, who has come in and out of my life periodically for the past maybe two or so years. I want to say that we initially connected in, must have been 20, 2021 like early 2021 or maybe over the summer because it definitely was after I moved into my apartment with my best friend. Um, That was where I know he didn't come into my apartment previously. So it must have been in 2021. And uh, yeah, um, a lot has happened. So if you haven't listened to the episode where I kind of tell in detail about who this person was, you should definitely go listen to that because it kind of is the setup for where we pick up today. So if you're interested in listening to that, go back and listen in season three, Spooky Season Brings Out the Ghosts. And that's where, again, I kind of update or I I fill you in on what happened previously with this kid and the incident that led to the story for today. So basically there's this guy, name is Steven. There's a million Stevens out there. And it's kind of funny now just saying his name. I started listening to the Laguna Beach podcast um, with Kristen Cavallari and Steven from Laguna Beach. And I don't know now, just every time I say Steven, I just think of her in that show being like, Steven, Steven. But that um, that podcast has been so nostalgic. Like I actually went back and rewatched season one and two of Laguna Beach and, and kind of hearing them talk about it is really cool. So yes, this person's name is Steven, not the Steven, what was his name? Steven Coletti. Um, unfortunately, he was not as cute as that Steven. But uh, so this guy, like I said, we've been in and out of each other's lives probably for about a year. And most recently, so we reconnected last Christmas because I remember being in Portland and he re-added me on Snapchat and I was like, oh, like this is kind of random because he had kind of just fallen off the face of the earth beforehand. So this is 100% my fault because, you know, he ended up doing the same exact thing that he did back then, just in a much more dramatic and fucked up way. So we reconnected. Uh, I ended up meeting up with him later that week because I had vacation. So we met up maybe like a Wednesday or a Thursday, and had a good time, whatever, continued to hang out. So that was December. And then I think, you know, I started to see people a few times from December to September, which is when he kind of ghosts or very much ghosted. But 
my thing with him was he we always had a good time but there was just something about him that kind of was like like what is your deal I don't I wish I could place it but I mean it's enough it was enough of a feeling that I should have definitely stopped hanging out with him and stopped wasting my time but I don't know I think whenever I would get bored I'd be like well at least I know I'm gonna have a good time with him so I would text him and we would hang out but so the story, quick uh, Spark Notes version, if you're not going to go back and listen to Spooky Seasons Brings Out All the Ghosts, which you definitely should, but basically in September, he told me he was going to come over, we were going to hang out, grab dinner, whatever. So he texts me, hey, on my way, around like, let's say he texted me that at like noon, or he said, I'm going to shower, then I'm on my way. He texted me that at noon. So I let time pass, like I was pretty tired, so you know I was planning on taking a nap. But I took my nap, woke up at 1.30, and I had nothing from him. And I was like, I know some people take long showers, but an hour and a half to not hear anything. So I was like, oh, he must be on his way because he lives in Rhode Island. He's probably like a 45-minute drive. I was like, I guess that makes sense. Like, shower, get ready, leave. He's probably close. So I texted him again, nothing. Call him a few times, nothing. Like, this kid literally went ghost to the point where, like, I thought he might have, like, blocked my number but all my stuff was going through and nothing had happened so I was just so fucking confused I like was telling everyone about it and they're like bro that's like really weird because nothing nothing happened right he said he was on his way and then like never showed so I got to the point where I was literally checking like death records and friggin' like um arrest records like did he get murdered did um I don't know did he get arrested and like never make it and was embarrassed to tell me like I was googling his name and putting like Rhode Island or like arrest records and all that stuff and nothing was popping up so eventually I was just like fuck this guy like whatever um unadded him on snapchat deleted his number all that stuff but one day when was this so I have um the screen record from October 26th so he had ghosted me on Labor Day I know that for a fact because I was home and he was gonna come hang out with me because I had the day off from school. So Labor Day was early September. This is now October 26th. And I was like, a few days before, I kind of was like, fuck this guy. Like, I'm just kind of curious. So I added him back on Snap, but I didn't say anything. And then a few times throughout the next few days, you know, when you get a notification, like someone's typing, and then you usually get a second notification, blank has sent a chat. I kept getting this notification that Steven is typing something. And then I would wait and then I would get nothing. So then I would click on the chat and there'd be nothing there. Then it would happen the next day. Steven is typing. I would wait and nothing. And I'm like, at this point, it just seems like a game. Like what you're trying to now, like, I know I added him back, but he's, he's trying to like keep me on his radar. Like it was just so bizarre. And I was like, I'm going to call this motherfucker out. So this is, I, I I screen recorded this, not knowing that Snapchat actually tells them that you screen record um, a chat. So if you didn't know that, that's an important thing to know just in case you are recording someone's chat. It definitely, it lets them know. And uh, at that point, I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, this guy sucks. I just want, I want to know what the hell, what is his deal? So on October 26th, I message him. Is there a reason you keep typing to me and not sending anything? 
And he said, I wanted to ask why you added me back and was trying to find the right words and apologize, but couldn't bring myself to hit send. And I responded, LOL, there are no right words. What you did was messed up, still messed up. It makes no sense. So obviously I'm referring to him saying he was on his way and then disappearing for a month and a half. And then he says, yeah, definitely. And that's why I said, I don't know if whether to say anything or not. And I was leaning towards not, but then I was just wondering why you added me back. So I almost did. Either way, for what it's worth, something did pop off the day we was going to hang out. Okay. And I was like, so explain it. There's something popped off. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? So this is his story. And I just have to like preface it with, you know, when you can tell someone's lying or like there's, if someone tells you a story that's just like too crazy, it's either a hundred percent true. Cause like who would bring, or who would like think that up or it's such a lie because like that would never happen. I'll let you be the judge of this one, but this is his story for why he was on his way and then disappeared for again, a month and a half after knowing me for two years. This is the story. Well, not that it matters or that it's going to change anything, but I'll give you the short story. Ended up in a brawl, got my car vandalized, phone stolen, wallet stolen, got sucker punched, arrested and misplaced my car keys in the commotion. It was just a mess. I'm sorry, can we unpack that? All of those things happened. You got in a brawl and you got your car vandalized and you got your phone stolen and you got your wallet stolen and you got sucker punched and you got arrested and you misplaced your car keys. What? <laughs> I literally was reading this. He sent me that at 7.13 in the morning. I'm pretty sure, well, I think I was at school because I read it like an hour later when I was on prep. And I was just like, <laughs> what? So that's when I was like, I need to screen record this because that's not even real. Like, it's just so funny that he thinks any of that is believable. Each of those things in itself is crazy because you also ghosted me for a month and a half. So obviously you have, he had his phone because he was, re, he was opening, he was looking at my Snapchat stories before I deleted him. So you didn't lose your phone, but sure, bro. Okay. All those things happened to you. And so I just responded. I said, and you couldn't have let me know. Like I thought we were at least friends and that you care enough to let me know and not leave me hanging like a fool. Mad weird. It's been over a month. I called you multiple times, reached out. And he goes, I have a new phone, new number. It was a hassle to get all my shit because I didn't remember the passwords to anything. I had them saved in my phone and got fucked over. Fucked up part is I was trying to stop the whole thing from even happening. But that's what happens when you try to be a nice guy. Like, at this point, I realized that this kid is like fucked in the head because he's trying to play, like, play victim right now. He's trying to say that he was being a nice guy. You don't get arrested for being a nice guy. Like, you don't just end up in a brawl. The way that he's making it seem is he walked out of his house and, like, someone started fighting him. And if that's the case, like, I know this kid. He is a hothead. Like, there's been situations that he's told me about that are, like, and that's what I'm saying, like, that kind of feeling that I have. There's something off with him. And my friends who know him, I think I had mentioned in that past episode, like, there's a history with his family. Like he's never done anything that I know of like super messed up, but like his brother is in jail for something and I'm not gonna say what, but like 
he has a temper. I've seen it in person. So for him to be like, I was just trying to be a nice guy. Like, fuck that. There's no way that that is true. Like, it's very much just him trying to play victim and be all like, oh. And so I was just like, interesting, best of luck. And he said, thank you. And then I screen screen recorded the chat and then blocked him. And uh, that is the end of that saga. Because if nothing else, like, I would be the biggest idiot if I continued to try to talk to him. Like, I was tempted to continue to, like, you know, press and, and see, like, find holes in his stories and find, like, cracks in his stories. But I just realized, like, it's not worth it. Because even me pushing back a little bit, he just tried to play victim. And, like, he didn't understand what I was saying. Like, it's fucked up that you didn't say anything. Like, I don't think, now I'm curious. I'm pretty sure he never actually said sorry. And that's what, when he was like, I just wanted to find a way to apologize. If I'm looking right now at his messages, he did not say sorry. He explained what happened. He said, not that it's going to change anything. Explains all the lie. And then when I respond and say, like, it's weird that you didn't fucking think to call me after a month or like just say, hey, I'm alive. He then says, like, new number, I'm all fucked over. Like, he never actually said sorry. So at that point, like, good luck, good riddance. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with him. But if you come across a Steven from Rhode Island who seems like a little bit of a hothead, I would stay far, far away um, because it's not worth it. Even after knowing him for two years, he clearly didn't see a reason to explain why he would disappear off the face of the earth when I was expecting him to come over. So yeah, definitely not, definitely not worth it. Definitely not someone that you should um, talk to. All right. So that is the story, the long awaited resolution, or I guess whatever you would call it to the ghosting story that has haunted me. I don't know. I don't know if any of you are interested in hearing the conclusion um, from the original episode, but I didn't. I honestly didn't know if I would ever get the conclusion because I planned on never talking to him again. But I will say, for entertainment value and for like my own uh, humor, I'm really happy that I added him back on Snapchat to hear that ridiculous story. And I love nothing more than sharing it with people because they're equally like, "What the fuck is wrong with this kid that he thinks that you're going to believe that story?" But anyways, um, when I am releasing this episode, I will be in Texas visiting my family for the holidays. And I hope wherever you are listening from, you are enjoying some days off, some time with family, some time um, even just to yourself to recharge and you know reflect on the year before we get into 2023, which is crazy that it's about to be 2023. Um, 2023 is the year that I turned 30. So today, December 28th, I am 17 days away. No, 18 days away from turning 30. So my birthday is January 15th. And (laughs) I like, I'm not, I don't know how to feel about it. Like, I feel like in my head saying 30 is going to sound weird, but I feel like I'm already kind of, like I've already accepted it. And in my, I don't know, I'm like, in my head, 30 used to sound so old. And like, I think about high school me being like, I want to have 
you know, I want to have all my kids by 30. I want to be married by 30. I want to have a house by 30. And sitting here and like not having any of those things, like I don't feel like a failure or anything. And like no one should. And this is like everyone obviously knows this, but there's no timeline. There's no like right way to do things. But it's funny to think back and like with 30 looming in the next few weeks, like I'm good. Like I feel like I'm super happy. Like this year I've, oh my God, except for today. Like I literally jinxed myself. I said I was going to jinx myself when I said teaching's been going great. Like aside from today where I had to kick out a kid from my class because he was just being so disrespectful like the rest of the day reinvigorated like my love for teaching. Like there was that one blip and I'm going to deal with it tomorrow. Like hopefully rebuild a connection with that kid. But I don't know, just kids stopping in the hall to talk to me and like tomorrow I'm getting inducted um, into the NHS or like as the honorary teacher for the NHS. Um, I was chosen by the students and like that just things like that, like recognition means so much, but also just like the connections making I make with kids and like them just choosing to take time out of their, out of their day to talk to me. Like that's made me super happy professionally. Like last year I was not in a good place. I did not want to be a teacher anymore. I wanted to get the fuck out of teaching. Like that is not the case this year. So I feel super excited about that. I am surrounded by amazing people. Um, so I'm just super happy. Like, I feel like I'm I'm ready to turn 30. I don't have that, like, sense of doom that some people talk about. So, yeah, I'm down in Texas celebrating the holidays before the big birthday. Um, so I just wanted to share with you a book suggestion because I always bring a book with me when I travel because I always have the intention of reading it on the plane but without fail, I always end up just putting in headphones and listening to my mellow playlist and falling like half asleep. But I um, I always have the book with me on the trip just for those like downtimes or like right before bed to be able to read. So I want to share like this book I really enjoyed. I don't <laughs> I don't know like I think it is technically a like young adult novel. So I don't know if I'm too old for it, but whatever. I enjoyed it. It's called As Long As the Lemon Tree Grows. As Long As the Lemon Trees Grow by Zolfa Kato. Um, I probably am mispronouncing that, but she is a Syrian Canadian author um, who lives in Switzerland. And this book, I really enjoyed it. So it's set in Syria. And the main character is a young pharmacy student who is living in Syria when war and fighting breaks out and um, kind of like the loss that she experiences through all of the fighting and all of the violence, um, but also kind of how she manages to um, kind of find a place for herself and, and help her her countrymen and, and, and be some, a sort of like savior to some people because she works in medicine and she ends up helping a lot of people in the hospital when they come in with wounds or like, you know, um, need medicine or treatment or anything. So she's like a super powerful female character, which I love, but there's also like a love story that's in it, um, a really deep friendship between her and her best friend who is pregnant and just kind of how they're dealing with being in Syria, but also how they're planning to escape. Um, it is a bit of a longer read, so it's almost, you know, it's just just 400 pages. So 
that might be like daunting for people who don't love to read, but it honestly flew by. And I feel like it's an easy read where like you're, you want to know what happens with her just like in the sense of there's violence all, all around her. There's people getting killed and she's helping people who um, are wounded and, and on the verge of death. So you want to know like how that ends up. You want to know how her the love story ends up, right? She ends up finding a guy that she um, is falling for. So you're like, oh my gosh, you're invested in that. And then you're also invested in her and her friend's escape um, and whether or not that's going to work out. So I would say in terms of, you know, it, it is a longer book, but it, it is a quick read. And I don't usually cry at books. I'm trying to think the last time that I cried at a book, but I was literally sitting in bed reading and like trying so hard not to cry, but like ended up sobbing because there's, it's so emotional. Um, so I would really recommend this for anyone who likes, I don't know, I guess young adult books. Cause maybe that's why it was a quick read too. Cause it is like a young adult, maybe, um, aimed towards people who, are into all those things. Um, I don't know, but I really enjoyed it. Again, um, it's As Long As the Lemon Trees Grow, and it I got it from Book of the Month, and it was, I tracked it on Goodreads. It was my seventh or ninth, I don't remember, book of the year, and I had set my goal for 15, but unfortunately did not make it. So one of my goals for next year is to read more. Um, I have a bunch of books that I've gotten from book of the month or that like me and my mom have swapped from book of the month that I want to read. Um, so that's going to be a focus of mine, maybe getting more into reading and less into like binging TV shows, but it's, I don't know, at the end of the day, I just, it's nice to sit down and just watch TV, but I'm going to try to read a little bit more. Um, but yeah, so thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed that conclusion to the ghosting story. Uh, there will be no more talk of that boy. Steven is no more. I do not give a shit about anything to do with him. He wasted enough of my time. And like I said, I'm happy that I did actually reach out and get the quote unquote story because it's definitely not true. But um, yeah, just <laughs> stay safe out there. There's lots of lots of assholes. Um, but yeah, so I hope uh, that you guys continue to listen. If you don't follow me on Instagram already, follow me at dating will be the death of me. Follow me on Twitter at Dating Death of Me. And I hope to get another episode out to you next week um, with traveling. You know, and it might not be super possible, but I'm tr trying to get, I want my brother to do a rating of all my ex-boyfriends, like on a scale of one to 10, obviously 10 being the best, like, yo, that's a kid that I could kick it with. And like, you don't even have to be around to like one being the absolute worst total asshole could not like stand when he was around. I feel like it'd be really funny if my little brother did that. So maybe I'll convince him to do it while we're together in Texas. Um, but also Mickey and Rose will be with me. So maybe I can convince them to record and that my cousin and his wife have been together. They actually got engaged in 2006 and now they have four kids. So maybe I'll convince them to, to share their uh, secret to a successful marriage but thank you guys so much for listening. Enjoy your holidays. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. Hopefully it brings only good and we will we'll talk soon. Bye.